Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I want to talk about the streaming wars, the streaming service wars of course that are happening at the moment and to me has really started with the launch of uh, Apple TV Plus because it's just another one to uh, add to the long list of streaming services that are already out there. Um, but instead of me just mentioning to you which of these are which and the fact that there's so many and all that sort of stuff, there's a few specific things I want to talk about in this. Um, but yeah, before we do that, I do want to go through and just list, okay, these are the ones that we have, these are the ones that are available in the UK, or that they have um, had their shows shipped elsewhere. So basically, you've got HBO Max, which uh, some of that is part of Sky. Um, not all of it, but some of it is part of Sky. Uh, you've got Hulu, of course, which their shows get sold to different places, such as uh, The Runaways get sold to Sci-Fi in the UK, and Handmaid's Tale gets sold to Channel 4 in the UK, and there's other different shows that go to different places. I think some of their shows have ended up on Amazon in, in the UK as well. Amazon, of course, all their originals are global, so like Jack Ryan, Hannah, The Boys, uh... Uh, it's a bunch of their other shows as well. They're all obviously global things. And Amazon in the UK has pickups for other things like Mr. Robot, uh, Swamp Thing, um, and a bunch of other shows as well. Uh, Netflix of uh, Netflix basically is the same in the UK that Amazon is. Uh, glo- global release for all of their uh, originals, of course, so on the same day and all that sort of stuff. And they have the same thing as well, which is, you know, NBC's The Good Place is on Netflix. And then AMC's Better Call Soul is on Netflix the UK. Uh, and then like Star Trek Discovery and some other shows that we've covered as well. So that's Netflix. CBS All Access, uh, of course they've had um, you know, Star Trek Discovery and all those sorts of places. I'm not really familiar at all with what is on CBS All Access. In terms of all of these, uh, CBS All Access is the one that I'm least familiar with. Um, and only kind of popped up in my mind as I was writing down this list of different streaming services. But of course they got all the Star Trek stuff. They're going to have uh, Picard. They got Discovery. They're going to have, I think it's called Lower Decks, the animated show that's going to be made. Uh, but yeah, not very familiar with CBS All Access. Of course, I know that they've been the, the Thursday night comedy place for Big Bang Theory, Young Sheldon, and a bunch, a bunch of other shows as well. Uh, Peacock for NBC, I don't know what's going to be on there yet. Is that where Office and Friends are supposed to go, or is one of them supposed to go to HBO Max? I'm not, not 100% sure. But of course... Um, NBC, so that is for that is a good place, obviously NBC, but that's obviously on their um, free-to-air uh, television channel, if you want to call it that. Um, and they've had a bunch of other comedies in the past. Uh, Disney Plus, of course, Disney, Star Wars, Pixar, Marvel, isn't launching next week in the UK, although it is launching in the US next week with The Mandalorian. Um, so that's not even out in the UK yet. Uh, and NBC and Peacock's uh, NBC's Peacock, of course. Uh, is nowhere to be seen yet at the moment. Apple TV Plus just came out on Friday. Has got, of course, the new shows that they've got with uh, C and the Morning Show with all the big actors that are in those. Uh, it, it, that is a global launch. So that's following the same thing that Amazon and Netflix are doing in um, in the UK, which is global releases. Of course, the Apple TV Plus isn't available everywhere yet, but it's pretty new. So that's I think why. Uh, but they don't have any, obviously imports of other things yet because they're very very new and they're focusing on the originals at the moment uh like apple tv itself i think has where you can buy seasons of shows or whatever but apple tv plus is a bit different dc universe dc universe isn't over here um some of their shows have been sold elsewhere so swamp thing on amazon over here titans as a box set on netflix over here um and none of the none of their other shows 
like Doom Patrol actually have UK homes, so we don't know about yet. Showtime, I don't really hear about Showtime anymore. I think it's a is that an ex- that's an extension thing or whatever for HBO. I think um, just to just to do with HBO, as far as I know. Uh, and their shows such as House of Lies have ended up on Sky and some other things. And then yeah, that's all the ones I got written down. I know there's things like AMC, Cinemax, um, FX, which I think is part of cable, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, that's the stuff that I wrote down that I knew about the ones that the main ones that I know that are out there or the ones that are on the way, such as Peacock and Disney Plus. So yeah, that's your layout of the streaming services I'm going to be mainly talking about. Um, so a couple of the things I wanted to talk about was um, see if we can take this step by step. Original content justification is what I've written down. So essentially, and this is one of the main talking points of why I wanted to even do this podcast. I didn't make this so I could just say, hey, here's all these streaming services and what they do and goodbye. Um, original content justification. So why I've written that down is let's use, um, what can we use? Let's use Disney Plus as an example. Because you can probably use everybody in this example. Um, when you launch uh, Disney Plus, is actually a good example because there's one, they're one of the ca- they're one of the companies that have got a very very big uh, back catalogue. Of course, all the classic Disney films, all that sort of thing. I don't think in 2019, when you've got and you're adding your streaming service to a list of already extre- of already existing streaming services, you could just say, okay, here's this streaming service that doesn't have any original content. And it has a bunch of back catalogue stuff. Some people might do that for Disney specifically. Out of all the companies in this list. Just because of all the classic Disney films. And if you had those just ju- just those on demand. Some people still might subscribe to it. But uh, basically the, the, the good problem that you're going to come across with all these streaming services. And you're already kind of starting to have it. But like I said not all of these are actually out yet. Disney Plus, Peacock, Apple TV Plus just launched. All those sorts of places. In order for you to stand out in... I mean, in terms of standing out, it just depends on what content you have in your streaming service. And, of course, it varies between different ones. When you as a company like NBC go, okay, we're going to make a streaming service, Peacock, it's going to cost money. It's not going to be the free-to-air TV channel stuff like they've had with, obviously, Good Place and all their other comedies and stuff. For some reason, I can only think of the Good Place for an NBC show. But I'm just using it as, using it as an example. When you go from a free-to-air TV channel to a streaming service, so like a CBS, like an NBC, pretty much like Apple TV+, Plus, kind of, Um, although they they are, they they basically are a, another platform for buying TV shows, aren't they? The the original version of Apple TV, like the app. Um, You have to then go, okay, we can't just rely on our back catalogue for stuff, like I'm sure NBC and CBS have got a bunch of old shows that they're going to eventually or probably stick on their um, streaming service. But then when you launch, you have to have at least a couple of original shows and then have a couple further down the line. Where this creates a contribution towards the problem of a TV crash, which is what I'm going to kind of call it, or the era that we live in which is okay we just have too much good tv which is a good problem you all you essentially do is say okay we're going to have this streaming service it's going to cost you money it's going to be a recurring monthly thing like all these streaming services are and in order for just to justify you doing that you have to create original content so when you have 
all these new streaming services that are coming around, like Disney Plus and Apple TV and Peacock and M- uh, Peacock. I must said Peacock and NBC. When you have Peacock and CBS All Access and, and DC Universe, all when you're creating all those different streaming services, and you have to come up with a, either original ideas or licensed ideas. So, like Titans is a licensed property for DC Universe to go on there. But of course, things like the Morning Show. For Apple TV Plus is a, is a new original idea, at least from what I know. I, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, that just adds to the just massive pool of TV that we have right now. But yeah, it, it, it basically does that where you have to create this original content, which means just adding more TV for customers to watch. And admittedly, in a good way, it creates just a lot of competition because then if one of these streaming services starts to fall behind, like I'm hearing some stuff about DC Universe or whatever, you have to you have to look at things again and, and go, okay, how can we compete with HBO and Netflix and Disney and Amazon? All, all these, admittedly, the bigger companies out of these lot, how can you compete with them? You have to come up with original content. But is that original content as good as... I mean, it doesn't have to be as good as like a Stranger Things, a Mandalorian, a Game of Thrones, whatever... But is it good enough to where our customers want to add another streaming service, which is going to be our new streaming service, to where they want to pay a monthly fee to subscribe to it and do all that stuff? I hope that's all making sense so far. I kind of don't feel like I'm getting my point across a bit, but when you are not a company, when you are a company that is a TV channel, like an NBC or a, or a CBS, and I am specifically pointing those out because they are still TV channels at the moment, because Netflix isn't a TV channel, Disney Plus isn't a TV channel, HBO I guess still is because it's part of cable isn't it still, you have to create original content for that and that just creates more competition and can you handle the competition and then both for you and your consumer it means that you have to make more stuff, you have to focus on that and you have to make sure that that stuff is again not as good as a Stranger Things or Mandalorian, not everything has to be on those levels but good enough to where your customers are going to want to stick around because at the end of the day if you cannot do that and you don't have access to uh, not that not that you have to have access to licensed properties to succeed although that's more likely i think is your completely original ideas like a c or a um the morning show is that good enough in today's i almost want to say streaming climate but streaming wars to be able to continue to get the customer's monthly subscription towards you so yeah that's kind of the point I wanted to make with that, but today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts 
and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Uh, it, it's like, like when I first heard about HBO Max, it's like, okay, sure, they're going to have um, the, the DC movies and all the old stuff. But it's like, okay, they're going to have to, again, another company that's going to have to create another bunch of original content, which is going to give even more people things to watch and also more money, of course, because then you're just adding that to your, not your monthly bill, because it's separate streaming services. But can you convince customers to say, hey, you, we will. Give us your money for these shows. Are those shows good enough? Is the streaming service good enough? Is it good enough to compete with everybody else? And as you just add more and more and more and more streaming services, or all these companies go, hey, they're doing a streaming service, we'll do one. And then the next company goes, hey, you're doing a streaming service, we're going to do one. As you just add more and more and more, and then more and more money gets added, or not added, taken out of a customer's pocket because of the competition of the TV can you compete with that and when you're coming up against giants like disney that own just god knows how many properties and netflix which just has so many shows and hbo which has a whole bunch of stuff and they're coming out with hbo max and they're of course warner brothers can you compete with that and as a customer can you keep up with that and if you can't keep up keep up with one of the services because they're not good enough in terms of content then that creates a problem for the company more so i hope what i'm saying is making sense it kind of doesn't feel like it is but uh yeah i have actually already tried to record this once and i didn't feel like i was getting my point across so that's why i've kind of tried to redo this but yeah that's the the original content justification part that i wanted to go over uh the other part which is kind of to do with competition is what i've written down they don't care about the other content from other companies so essentially just a completely random example. Mandalorian launches. Uh, Mandalorian launches next week on Disney Plus. Disney Plus launches. Let's say the, the, the first first show that comes to my mind for Netflix, Stranger Things. Season five isn't going to come out anytime soon, but I'm just going to use that as an example. Let's say next week Stranger Th- Things season five comes out, and then Disney isn't going to go. Oh, you know what? Netflix is is launching a new season of Stranger Things. It's their biggest Netflix original show. Should we move like Mandalorian away a bit? No, they're going to come out in the same week, and it's just going to be a case of competition. I've heard, I've surprisingly heard a bunch of people saying, you know, when Netflix is adding, because Netflix has become kind of a in in for good and for bad a dumping ground for television. If you actually go through Netflix and look through some of their categories, you'll be quite surprised at the amount of just new episodes, new seasons that come out. And there's at least five new seasons of TV a week that they make, um, sort of thing. And I've kind of surprisingly heard some people say, like, okay, why is Netflix releasing so much stuff? Don't they realise that other people watch other stuff? They Obviously, Netflix knows you don't just watch Netflix. You watch, I don't know, AMC or uh, FX and Disney and all these, other, all these other places. But where that is a good problem for consumers, which is a strange thing to say... Is where let's say you did have a week where Stranger Things season five comes out, Mandalorian comes out, Game of Thrones comes out, um, a uh, new season of Titans comes out, and it's like okay, whoa, 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 calm down. There's like just too much good TV, which is already the case. So yeah, it just adds to that kind of thing as well. So it's it, it when you really take 
a bit of a look at things like how I've tried to do here it really is kind of wild how all this has developed because before before any like DC Universe stuff came around and it was pretty much for the most part Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, HBO Wait, Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, yeah, four streamer services, it was like, okay, most people can keep up with that. Sure, there's still too much good TV, but now you just add on top of that all these new streaming services because the company companies will just want to kind of copy each other, which makes sense. Netflix is a success, at least for the most part, and companies will look at other companies and the successful things that they're doing, and they will try to copy those, which means everybody creating a streaming service. Which adds to more TV, which adds to competition, which adds to more money being spent, more time being spent on shows. And it's just kind of crazy at the moment. And it's only going to get, I'll say worse, but for good, uh, a good, uh, I guess, kind of point. Because, yes, we're going to get The Mandalorian. Yes, we're going to get what whatever shows um, HBO is going to do. And then DC Universe is going to come out with, I don't know, Titan Season 3. And it's just going to add more and more and more to the pile. And um, one point that I was going to kind of end on. But what I want to put in here. This is going to lead to basically a TV crash. I don't know necessarily what that looks like. In terms of. Like let's say Apple TV just fails or something. Because too many people are watching on Disney and Amazon and Netflix. And the, the, the bigger guys that are out there. Uh, I'm not calling Apple a small company. I just think in terms of a streaming service. They're not one of the ones that at the moment. Are going to necessarily stick out. And it's interesting that they've actually launched before Disney Plus, which is next week. Uh, they've launched within like what two two weeks of each other, roughly. Um, but yeah, essentially, you will just get this situation where there's just okay, there's twelve really really good shows coming out this week, and twelve next week, and ten next week, and then it's just gonna no one is gonna be able to keep up. I don't care if you're a TV critic that full time reviews as much TV as possible. No one is gonna be able to keep up with it, and it's already becoming a struggle for a bunch of people um because i i can't count on two hands the amount of time i've heard oh i haven't got to that really good show because i'm just busy with whatever else they're consuming whether it would be you know let's not forget about comic books and games and films and that sort of stuff and there's already a bunch of that out there of course um but yeah just the amount of times already somebody has said you know oh i haven't caught the episode this episode of i've never seen an episode of game of thrones or i've not watched westworld or i haven't seen uh stranger things because just either no time no money or uh, some sort of combination of both of them so when you just add a bunch of streaming services and just new content and new content and new content it's just gonna cause some kind of crash again i don't know necessarily what that looks like but what it kind of looks like is just where there's just a ridiculous amount of good tv and eventually part of that crash i suppose this metaphorical crash that i'm kind of talking about is where okay once HBO Max is firing on all, all cylinders. When Netflix just, I guess, continues to fire on all cylinders, and when Disney Disney does it, and when Amazon's still doing it, are the likes of um, Peacock and CBS All Access and Apple TV Plus these kind of smaller streaming services, at least at the moment, are they going to be able to compete? Are you going to see one of these streaming services just shut down eventually, and then you just get something new from them eventually? So it it will be very very interesting to see how all this kind of plays out. So, uh, what other points was I going to make? Um, yeah, just the just the you can't rely on back you can't rely on back catalogue, but some can more than others, such as of course Disney. Like I said, with the with the um, classic films and stuff like that. Like if you've got your family around and you want to stick Toy Story on, or you want to put 
Um, why can't I think of any Disney films? There must be hundreds. There must be thousands of Disney films, but I can't think of more than, more than Toy Story. Um, but yeah, you, you have your, your family around for Christmas or for Thanksgiving or whatever holiday, someone's birthday. And you've had your party or whatever. You want to sit down and just relax and let's, let's stick on Toy Story. And Disney Plus has got that. Has NBC got something for the family? Has Apple TV Plus got something for the family? Um, and granted, Disney's much more of a family-oriented kind of thing with their back catalogue. But that's also where, okay, can the likes of Apple TV, NBC, CBS, uh, Showtime even, can they compete and get get you to switch over to their streaming service for basically each occasion? Because what all these streaming services need to do, and some of them have already basically done it, is where, okay, we've got to appeal to all different types of audiences because... Even if we're Netflix and we don't have a show that suits a particular type of person, that person is going to go over to a different streaming service and not ours and watch something on someone someone else's platform, and they obviously don't want that. None of the none of these streaming services want that. So can they all compete on that level as well? Um, and if you can't rely on your back catalogue for that sort of thing, like an Apple TV Plus, they I know they have a couple of cartoons and stuff like that, but let's face it, at the moment for like a family friendly kind of thing that I'm kind of bringing up. Disney's going to be the go-to for that, obviously, because all their cartoon stuff. But can Apple create anything on that level? Can the others create anything kind of like that? Uh, and that's, of course, yeah, where Disney does stick out a bit more because they've got Disney and Pixar and all these family-friendly things. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how they manage with that as well. Um, like if uh, if HBO makes a couple of good Western shows or something like that, and then, okay, can Apple TV do that can these other shows these other platforms kind of do that so they've they've really all got to kind of look at each other as well and think um okay what are these companies doing that we're not which originally just was okay they're doing a streaming service service let's do one ourselves so yeah how much can you rely on your back catalog to satisfy all your different audiences and is that going to cause you to just create more original content to fill those gaps essentially um, yeah, uh, I've written down Ultimate TV, Ultimately TV Crash from simply too much original content and back catalogue content, which is, again, already a problem, and it's only going to get worse, but for good reason, because we've still got some amazing shows on the way, like The Mandalorian and things like that. Uh, one other point I wrote down as well is learning from av- avoiding using licensed content, because, of course, that costs more, costs more money, because it's not your thing to make. Uh, an example I wrote down was, of course, the Netflix with the Marvel stuff. Netflix doesn't own anything from Marvel. Um, well, you know, they, they had to license out, obviously, the uh, Marvel Defenders shows, and that kind of blew up in their face. So, uh, And ultimately, you know, Disney's in control of that. If they want to get that stuff back, they can have and will. Um, apart from obviously the weird situation with Spider-Man with Sony, but that's a different thing. Um, but yeah, learning from like, in a way, it's better for none of these services to kind of license things off of each other, like with the Netflix, um, Disney stuff from from Disney with the Marvel stuff. So yeah, that's kind of all the points I wanted to make. I don't know how much of that made sense. I don't know if some of you guys agree with me. Um. But at the end of the day, what this means is more streaming services. It does mean more money. But then again, you, if you're not using Amazon that month or you're not using Disney that month, you can just switch it off and not get and not get charged. So, but 
um, these companies have got to kind of fight for your money at this point and there's a lot of them that are doing it which means a lot of them to create original content can all of them keep up with each other and manage it some people some of these companies got more money than each other if I had to really specifically point out two that I think are going to struggle uh, and I've kind of been pointing them out for a while it will be very interesting to see how Apple TV Plus does I, th- I do think that launching with you know, Jason Momoa, Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell is a really, really good start. But can they follow up with that? You can't just have, you know, 10 years of those shows and then just rely on those. Plus, once those seasons run out for 8, 10 weeks, however long it's going to be, you've got to fill that gap with something else. So, um, yeah, Apple TV Plus, I think, has got a question mark. But I think starting off with those actors and actresses, like I said, is a really, really good start. I really do have some question marks about specifically like CBS because they've been around for almost three years because star trek is going to be on its third season next year which would mean almost three years uh i don't see a lot of people talking about cbs all access but it must be doing kind of well because it's still around um i know they don't just do star trek but that's the only that's the only kind of thing i can think of that they really do um and i I mean even with stuff like big bang which was on cbs that's going to be on i think hbo max so um is is the peacock gonna <laughs> gonna be able to compete um and the other one which was what was the other one uh yeah cbs nbc i mean dc universe we've heard some shaky things about they are gonna have to have some or they're gonna have some of those shows turn up on uh, hbo max so is that a sign of dc universe already kind of getting off to a shaky start that's been around for what this is its second year i think titans is on season two i know it hasn't finished yet but it's on roughly its second year i think um, or starting its sort of second year. Uh, obviously, Netflix, Amazon, HBO have been around for years, so they're going to be fine. Because um, to be honest, when some people go, "Oh, you know, Disney Plus is going to be coming around," Netflix is dead. Uh, I think you got to look at other people first, like NBC, um, CBS. Uh, Show. I don't hear anybody talk about Showtime anymore. Um, I know some people probably use it, but I don't see. A lot of people talking about that. But I really think you've got to look to the lower guys below Netflix, I suppose. Which is the, which to me is the CBS, the NBC, um, the Apple TV Plus stuff. So, yes. Very, very interesting. It'll be interesting to see how all this shakes out once... Uh, obviously, once the... I, I guess two of the big four, I suppose... Um, which is going to be Disney Plus and HBO Max. But HBO is you know already out there, so... I guess what, uh, Disney Plus is going to be the the next bigger one because although Disney, although Apple's got off to a really really good start at least how I see things, uh, Disney Plus has just got so much of a catalogue, catalogue, uh, catalogue, um, <laughs> uh, back catalogue. I tried to combine that as a word, didn't I? They've got so much of a back catalogue to go off of that people are going to go, oh yeah, do you remember this animated film from like twenty years ago? And do you remember Toy Story? And do you remember Cinderella? And uh, let's sit down and watch. Well, it's not going to be Cars, is it? But Cars with the kids. <laughs> um, yeah, let's sit down and talk to the kids with, with Cars 2 and 3. Um, they've already got all those animated stuff. Of course, they got the live action adaptions, which is like Lion King and uh, Aladdin and things like that. So, obviously, Disney Plus is going to be fine. And, obviously, they got the, the MCU shows, basically, which is that's a really, really smart idea. Because everyone that's already invested in these... Um, in the, uh, the the MCU films, obviously, with Endgame and whatnot, uh, is very, very smart to say, like, yeah, these are going to be connected as well. All these films that you've been enjoying for 10 plus years, or, or basically 11 years, 
this is going to be connected to those uh, Star Wars fans. Although there's already a lot of praise around Mandalorian. It's not even out yet. Of course, critics and screeners and those sorts of people have already seen that show. Um, there's the Obi-Wan series on the way. So in terms of, yeah... I think when it comes down to it, it's going to be HBO Max is going to be huge. I still think Netflix is going to be really big. I know that they're losing subscribers, but are they really going to sink? I really don't think Netflix is going to have too much trouble. Uh, they're going to have some trouble, obviously, because Disney and HBO Max are going to be coming out. I think Netflix Netflix is going to be fine. I think Amazon's going to be fine. Uh, a lot of people seem to use Hulu a lot. Hulu a lot. I know they do have the um, some of the next day on demand rights for some of the shows i think some of the cw shows i have that for as well i know robert's mentioned that a bunch of times to me uh and they've got obviously you know handmaid's tale and a bunch of other things plus hulu's gonna be gonna have some disney stuff as well isn't it because they're gonna have um ghost rider they got um what's the other thing i'm thinking of obviously they're gonna be they're gonna have that bundle aren't they with espn and disney so hulu's gonna be fine what's the other big one um hbo netflix amazon disney uh, why am I forgetting one? Um, yeah, those are gonna kind of be be the big ones. Have I forgotten someone from that list? HBO, Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, Disney. Yeah, five of them. I think those are gonna be the five that stick out. And then I think between between CBS, NBC, Apple TV, kind of DC Universe, but of course they're gonna be getting the help from HBO Max. And I, like I said, I really don't hear about Showtime anymore. So, yeah. That's what I wanted to discuss today. Don't know how much of it made sense. How much of it was... I don't know. Uh, I don't want to keep being critical of myself. Because that's not helpful. Um, but yeah. What do you guys think? Which of these are you going to be selecting? And let's be honest. For you, for us UK people. It's going to be easier for us. Because... Uh, although HBO Max... Is kind of got a question mark over it. As to whether that... When... Where that content is going to come out. Uh, they've got the Sky Atlantic kind of backing... It's just going to be interesting to see where... Because um, obviously some stuff from like Hulu and CBS and DC Universe gets licensed all over the place. Netflix, Amazon, whatever. So, yeah. If you're an American, which one of these are you going to be picking? Um, of course, you've got more than enough choice, I suppose. Uh, which is what I talked about at the start. Uh, how do you feel in about this in terms of a consumer, I suppose? In terms of all these companies wanting your money for a bunch of, quite frankly, very, very good TV shows. Um, that are on the way. Uh, who do you think is going to kind of lose this th- these streaming wars? Who do you think is going to succeed? Uh, I've already pointed out all those uh, companies, obviously. So let us know what you think. Um, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK. There's the contact page and information in your show notes. Yeah, I was thinking about this podcast yesterday. I had a whole bunch of stuff to, to say, and obviously we're half an hour in, so I obviously did have a bunch of stuff to say. So, yeah. It, it all started off quite simple, didn't it? With HBO, Netflix, Amazon, pretty much Hulu. And that was about it for a while. And then everybody else decided to kind of follow. So we're going to have some kind of TV crash. It's already kind of starting. God knows what's going to happen next year when HBO Max and Disney Plus already will be uh, in its um, momentum and whatnot. So yeah, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. And... Yeah, let's just see how it will play out. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, again, let me know what do you, what do you think. Matthew at Entertainment Talk dot org, Twitter E Talk UK. There's the contact page and information in your show notes. So much TV to watch, not enough time. For some people, not enough money. Um, there's a combination between the two. 
between different people. So we'll just see how things go. All right, I'm going to wrap things up for today. Thank you all very much for listening. You can find all the content that we've got, content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon. Please check out the $1 and $3 levels here. Uh, We have an Amazon affiliate link. That's not to do with the streaming service. But uh, if you want to shop on Amazon, we'll get a small cut of what you spend. It won't cost you extra. So keep that in mind as well. iTunes feed. uh, We've had quite a spike in in traffic today for the iTunes feed. So thank you everybody who's been listening to a bunch of that stuff. I do keep an eye on things. So uh, obviously that's how I noticed as well. But yeah, thank you all very much for listening to a bunch of stuff. I'm actually going to record the chat podcast after this and talk about October and November. So look out for that around the time this is uploaded. So yeah, busy time for entertainment talk, busy time for me, busy time for, I'm sure, everybody with um, all the different things going on. So yeah, uh, in terms of iTunes feeds, please do rate, review and subscribe to those. Uh, the Witcher podcast is doing very, very well. So please get over there, rate, review and subscribe to it. Check out the really, really cool trailers and look out for that, of course, on December 20th. Uh, and check out the season one preview that I've got for that. Uh, if you want to support us in other ways as well, word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Um, you can share them on Facebook and Twitter. Of course, retweet them on Twitter. And if you're allowed to, put them in different Facebook groups. And lastly, video games. If you want to watch us play different video games, me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer. And look out for Let's Play Sundays as well. Thanks for listening, and we will see you, or I will see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>